AD. Yo. When your former blind side protector is calling you out and asking for your removal, that might not be a good thing. But doesn't mean he's right. Very true. Very true. I'm glad you said that. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast <laughs> on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners falling to Indy in wet, rainy Levi's on national TV Sunday night. We will break that down after another big L. What did we learn? ED and I will share our thoughts on that. Also, we'll get into the game a little bit. Um, and I'm going to wax philosophical here. Like, okay. and like that, that's just kind of where I am right now. And so, okay. um, that, that, that's, that's where I'm headed. Uh, as always, I want to encourage and remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that button. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube. We're available here on YouTube as well. Go ahead, do that. And feel free to get involved in the conversation. We are located on Twitter. I'm at rhaylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore, 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 underscore. That's four as in the number of losses in a row for the Niners right now where we sit. I see what you did there. Ouch, yeah. ouch, ouch, ouch. It, it pained me. It pained me. In pain. mm -hmm. And in no way is that a reflection on you, ED. You know what I mean? That's just kind of where we are with this team. Um, <laughs> I don't play. <laughs> I have nothing to do. I have nothing to do with that hot mess. Don't put it on me. <laughs> uh, as always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V B L E A V 5 0 like 50 cent, like 5 0, like, like police. There goes 5 0. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and, and, and enter that promo code to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. There's still baseball. I don't know. I'm waiting for pitchers and catchers to report. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, the World Series is about to happen, right? Really? really? I is it going on? It may, it may be I, happening, right? Like, once the Giants are out, I don't pay attention. <laughs> well, once the, the Doyers are out, then, you know, I don't think I'll watch a – I don't think I will watch an out of this series. Although, go Atlanta. Go Atlanta. And that's just me solely, like, anti-Houston, anti-Astros uh, with, with that um, – with that sign of approval, sign of appreciation for the Braves. Got um, What did we learn, E.D.? What, what did, did we, we learn? learn after this fiasco? Um, what did we learn that we had this discussion? Okay, okay, we'll get into the pod. I'm not even getting into that. I learned there is no plan. <laughs> there, is, there is no plan. There is no direction um which makes it difficult to work towards something that's what i learned yeah i'm i'm right there with you in a sense of there's no plan there's no direction 
and Kyle continues continuously shows us who he is. And who is that? Oh, you can tell me later. Let me let, let me finish he, what you learn. He is someone who I'm fr- I'm frustrated because and oh. we're, this is just kind of going to get into the pot. I, I guess okay. I'm, I'm frustrated because there are critical times, critical moments, in my opinion, where I feel like you need to run the ball and where the game has showed you up to that point that you should be running the ball. And Kyle in those situations chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's we've seen it happen. We saw it happen in the Super Bowl. We saw it happen with him in Atlanta. Uh, in the Super Bowl, we we've seen him. We I saw it happen on Sunday. Uh, you Elijah Mitchell just gashes him first possession of the game. Their offense comes out runs one play. Ensuing drive, you got great field position. He touches the ball one time. One carry for like 11 yards, got a first down, didn't touch the ball again the rest of that drive. You settle for three. You're not cashing in these turnovers into touchdowns, which I feel is oh so important. You know, I, I've been I've been talking about this. That's one of my one of my big things. Like you gotta cash in turnovers for seven, right? Like you you can't be content on settling for three. And so um that that's just one part of of my frustration with Kyle. Okay. But okay. When you 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 talked about it and it's like I said I was gonna wax philosophically and look immediately after I'm not gonna lie immediately after the game I was in my fields right and I got a tweet <laughs> and both you and I were on this tweet and someone asked am I still gonna want Jimmy you know to be the quarterback and I just laughed it off and in that moment oh I saw that they they said yeah. And in that moment, I wanted to be like, hell no. Like it's it's trade time, right? Like I was I was mm-hmm. so in my I was so in my fields, right? I'm like, you know what? It's time for trade. I've seen enough. Um uh, had some time to think about it, went back, watched the film. And this thing is so much bigger than Jimmy. Like Jimmy's obviously an easy target, but this thing is so much bigger than Jimmy. You get um, it now. <laughs> you, like, you look at where Jimmy's has success, right? I go back to that first drive, right? Gashing him with the run. Jimmy's successful, the run action, the rollouts, right? They have success. They find the end zone. They come back later, second half. I forget it was third quarter, fourth quarter, but that one drive that they had, it was like, bam, bam, bam. They get in the end zone. Debo scores a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. It's all Jimmy, run action, rollout. Let's hit a guy. Yep. But when it's time to other times throughout the game, like we're not seeing that. And it's more Jimmy just being a statue back there in the pocket, not really any movement, you know, standard drops and and and, and he finds himself in, in trouble, right? Right. Who's, and calling who's calling the plays, right? Who's calling the plays, right? Because that's not Tim's fault. Tim can only run the plays that that are going into his headset. Can right. I say, uh, let me let me jump in. I'm gonna do it real quick because I don't want you to lose your train of thought. There's a play going around social media where Jimmy threw the ball and it was intercepted, and then Sanu comes open. Everyone look at the end zone shot. Jimmy doesn't see that, and everybody's like, he should see that. He should do that. Jimmy looked to the one receiver side, which is a major part of this defense. You get what you have a three by one formation that Kyle designed. 
Guess what he's telling his quarterback to do? We're doing this to get Debo in one-on-one coverage. Throw it to Debo. Jimmy did what he 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 threw it because it was open in practice. Mm-hmm. That's what Kyle told him to do. <laughs> so now keep going. Yeah, and 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 that play. So so obviously Jimmy throws the two interceptions in the fourth quarter, and the timing of it just makes the aesthetics look just that much worse, right? But that play that you alluded to, he throws it out there. I, I mean, I'll, I'll lean to you. Obviously, you played the position. You've been there. To me, it looked like. The guy, the coach just made a great play on that. The one. dude made a great play, and, and that's why I, I mean there was a lot involved. Um, the throw, the call, the route. Um, Debo didn't push the guy up enough to create enough separation. Um, the guy got his hands on the ball. Uh, Kyle called another play that he always calls in those situations. You need three, he runs a route to get four. All of those things add up to that guy being in position to say, I know what's about to happen as a DB, and he made a hell of a play. I said it right then, and I was like, that's not Jimmy's fault. I said, there's enough blame to go around to everybody on that, Debo, Jimmy, and Kyle, on top of the fact that it was a great defensive play. What did that play? That was a great play. I thought I thought he I thought he made a great I thought he made a great play um and was inches away from that being six the other way right mm-hmm. and then the other one Jimmy threw I mean it's wet ball wet head. night it just slipped out of his hand I mean what are you gonna do right I mean so that, that that's tough I mean obviously the timing of it it's it just it look it's magnified because of when it happened um but but that's just kind of what it is and so I'm looking at all these things and then you flip it over to the defense side of the ball we talked about this after I want to say after the Eagles game right. Teams are going to go for broke trying to test these corners and going downfield, right? They did so in the rain. And this team is leading the league in DPIs, and they showed themselves once again in that area uh, on Sunday. And then to add insult to injury, Mosley goes down, and then you you got backups just all over the place, right, At, at corner um, late in that game. And then the other thing that bothered me, and this is just a personal thing, but it's like for a second year in a row, and you know how I feel about Carson Wentz, right? Like you're way bigger fan of his than I am. Second year in a row, this guy came into Levi's <laughs> on a night where he wasn't supposed to win and just, and, and won and, and press like double digits, right? Like just, and, 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 and so all this stuff, I'm just, I'm stewing, bro. Like I'm, I am stewing Sunday night, right? And, and, you know, I had, you know, allowed this to simmer a little bit, went back and watched it again. And, and this is, this is you watched so that thing much... twice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to go back. Cause I wanted to make sure like I wasn't, I wanted to make sure I wasn't in my field because if, if I would have came on here without, without seeing that again, I would have been on here. Jimmy's got to go. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and that would have just been reckless. Right. So I was like, let, let me just okay. calm down and, and let, let me whatever, try to see. Whatever you need. I, yeah, I like right. myself. I like myself and my family far too much <laughs> to, to get them, any of us to that nonsense twice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, you're, you're smart, smarter man than I am for that. Right. But so it, I mean, it's, it, this is so much bigger than Jimmy. This is so much bigger than Trey. And to think that I'll, 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 I'll let you, there, there's some other parts of, of we'll get okay. into the trade discussion a little bit, but with, I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you go now with you watch this game. I mean, obviously like we all okay. did, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts after this one? Um, you and I had a discussion and 
whether the pod before the pod or doing the pod or the pod after the pod, but I made this statement to you where I said um, that there wasn't going to be any changes in Kyle's philosophy right now, that he is caught between two loves right now. And because of that, he wants, he wants, he, he knows, Kyle knows his chance of winning. He started this season. This was a Super Bowl roster. His chances of winning were with Jimmy under center, but he wants to get his new baby on the floor and he wants to get him out there so badly that he has to tell everybody, I know what I'm doing. 10 is my guy. Jimmy's the quarterback. The other guy's not ready, but I'm going to find a way to get five on the field. Trey's going to get some routes. He's going to get some. So he's not focused. And I told you that that was not going to change during the bye week because Trey was hurt. He didn't have to make a decision. It was really easy, really easy. At some point, he's got to decide who is the guy. There's no way you can do it because he told me he can't do it. Kyle told me himself, and I said that, stated it, my backup can't do what the what the starter does, they don't. He can't run the same type offense. Well, you can't do that. So that's what Joe Joe Staley was getting at. That wait a minute, two different guys, two different styles, all these type things. But where I said doesn't mean Joe's um, correct. It's not. That's not Jimmy's fault. When you saw when you and I, when you saw Jimmy doing Jimmy things, you touched on it already in this spot. The the run action. Let him pull it out. The quick release. He's throwing accurate passes. He's getting the ball where it needs to be. He's, he's, uh, he's, I mean, putting the ball in plays, moving the defense, doing all the things that he needs to do. And it's efficient and they score. But then Kyle has him standing back there, not doing anything and throwing the same old hitches and doing the same type plays that haven't been successful, not running the ball. When, when you run the ball, All of those other things come off of it successfully, but he stops doing those things because I don't know, is his head elsewhere? What's your reasoning? Even down to Chris Collinsworth Collinsworth making a comment that the head coach stated it would be much easier to attack Indy with the moving quarterback, with the mobile quarterback. You keep trying to put out there that you got this other guy. And because of that, I was asked this question about the Niners. Are they a playoff team and can't the leaders, those two things. First of all, I said, is that a real question? When they asked me, is this a playoff on on Twitter last night, someone said, are they still a playoff team? And I was like, is that a real question? Number one. Then number two, the question was, are, you know, who are the other guys on the team the Fred Warner types that can raise the level of play. And my comment back, my response back was, there aren't any. Fred can raise the level of play on the defense and he can set a standard and all that stuff. On offense, there aren't any. Why? Because Kyle Shanahan has hamstrung 10. You you took the ability away. From the guy who was the leader who took you to the Super Bowl that everybody believed in, Kyle Shanahan took that away from him. He took away the ability for the other players to follow and be led by 10. 
So now you have no one. You have no one because five is not ready to do that just yet. And guys, getting on the field and starting and playing all this stuff doesn't make you the guy that everybody follows. That, that doesn't do it. So, so that's the thing. So that leadership is gone. So offensively, they're in limbo, man. And as long as that – and the defense, I said before, it's not good enough. It's not stout enough. It's a good defense. It's not a, it's not a dominant defense. This is not the, 20, oh, the, the 201, 2001 um, Ravens. You're not, they're not about to start winning game 7-3. They're not that good. Hell, I mean, you, every time – just throw the ball deep and you're going to get a P.I. It's, it's, it's comical. It, it got to a point where I was just laughing. I really was. I was watching the game. I'm not even bothered by it anymore. They're like, that's just, it's what they do. <laughs> so this is, so this is, and then you jump back in, Kyle, this isn't Jimmy. This isn't injuries. They have to figure out what they want to do. Um, Kyle Shanahan has a problem wearing the two hats. He has a problem wearing the two hats. I think he's a good X's and O guy. I think he's a good game planner. I think he's a good play designer. Um, all the other managerial things and decision-making, I've been saying that. it. I'm not even going to say it's not personal or because I'm saying something about him, which makes it personal. Um, his track record has shown more times than not that he's not good at the head coaching decision-making and the personnel and all these type things. It's, it shows that he's not good at that. His track record shows that he's a hell of a play caller and play designer. But this right here is going beyond that, man. The decision-making, he screwed it up. He screwed it up. So this team right now is a hot mess. This is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah, Now, and it, it like, this isn't a very good team right now, right? I mean, from a talent standpoint, like, there are enough pieces, yes. I'm not a dominant defense, but it's the worst team in the division. It's one of the worst teams in the league. And I say they just lost to the Colts. The Colts are sorry. (laughs) The Colts are sorry. I'm sorry. That is not a good football team. No, I mean, let's look at it, right? You have two wins. One against Detroit, who still ain't found a way to win the game, Mm -hmm. and one against Philly, who – they're not as good as, as as people thought they were early on, right? So, and, and that's all you got. Um, so, this, I mean, this isn't a very good team right now. They no. they aren't, and they, and there's Detroit, and, and there's a lot of a lot of mismanagement going on. Um, you it's know, the worst team in the division. It, it, I, they are. I, I, okay, Seattle's lost five games. Seattle's better than the Niners. Seattle's beat the Niners. Yeah, they're better than the Niners. <laughs> so. And and they talked about it on the game a little bit as well, just in terms of like the BA situation. Like, why is this even a situation? Like little things like that that are just are are inexcusable in my That's opinion. Correct. Yeah, it's well, it's correct. It, didn't I say I told you this way back with Dante Pettis? Remember way back when this was Remember. going on with Dante Pettis, maybe a couple of years ago. And all I said was I don't like the fact that Kyle. I have no problem with what he's saying, the intent behind it. I just don't like the fact that you're doing it through the media. 
Yeah, and it's not just Kyle. Like, it's John, too. It's both of them. Yes, don't coach me through the media. If you got something to say to me, say it to me. You don't have to get up there and start saying these things because that's it. Just like right now, guess what you just told the world? Jimmy's one bad game from being benched. You know why? Because I heard you say it. Don't don't tell me, it's oh, it's not one of these things like he's just a bad day from being benched. Uh, then why'd you say it? <laughs> why, 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 why is that even like nobody said that? You said that. No, the question was not asked, is Jimmy ready to be benched? Is a poor performance going to put Jimmy on the bench? Then you got to say that. No, you decide to throw it up there, just like you threw it out there that, hey, five is going to get some reps. All of these type things, you're, and, you're, and you're letting people know what you want them to know, and guys are hearing it. And, and like I said, by doing that, you hamstring guys from getting things done in the room. And, and I'm just telling you, I've been there. I've been there. When, when the guys asked me to go up, when I, when I went to Detroit my last year, I was done. I was done, 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 through football. Um, because the year before, it was 2001, 9-11 hit, and my family couldn't come up and everything. And that was the first year I had ever been without my family. And I, I didn't like it. I, I just didn't like being off and they couldn't come back and forth and I was done. So Detroit called, I go up to Matt Millen, my old teammate, president of the team. I need you to come help show these guys how to be pros. He had some young players. Like he was like, E, I, I just really need you in the room. I need you in the room on the field with these guys. So I come up. Okay, cool. I, I really, I was more a coach. I was in there with them, helping them select players and stuff like that. Going through watching the, watching the practice tape. I was doing all that. We game one. They throw me on the field. Eric, E, we need you to start. What? Huh? We need you to start. Huh? So I'm out there. They got me out on the field. So I'm like, first seven weeks, you got me out there on the field doing all this stuff, man, and, and all of this nonsense. So now I'm locked in on playing, and I'm talking to the guys, and I'm playing, and I'm doing all this stuff. And then they come in because we lost a couple games, and then they come in, and they were like – it was really Marty Morning Week. He didn't even say anything. I saw him, which really the different. That's a whole different thing. That that was that was a whole that was a, that was such a little coward move on his part. I like saw him in the hallway. He wouldn't even say that I was that he was making a change. So I go out on the practice field and I'm in the huddle. And then you know, and and uh, Cash Money comes out there. Chris Cash, Cash Money comes. And he was like, "E, they want me to come onto the field." USC kid who I was really trying to get going and all these type things. So he comes on the field and I was like, bro, no problem to you. So I went and I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm done. That's it. So obviously I've shown them enough and you want them to come out there. But then, you know, the coach and staff comes to me and they were like, oh no, we, we need you to talk to these guys. We need you to do this. We need you to do that. And I, and this is back to Jimmy and 10 and Kyle and what he's doing. I told him, I said, that's done, but that's completely done. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, I can't do that now. I said, why would they listen to me? I said, why would any of these guys listen to me? I said, because what I was doing wasn't enough. I said, you decided to put me on the field. I said, I told you don't put me on the field. I said, you decided to put me on the field. So now when I'm on the field, I can show the guys what to do. I said, now you took me off the field because you think the season is going down downhill. So now you take me off the field. I can't say anything to these guys because what I was doing doesn't work in their mind in their sight, because you just told them that. So, well, we didn't sit you down because of the way you were playing. It was just the direction things are going in. It doesn't matter. That's where Jimmy is. 
That's what Kyle is. Uh, Trey, say what you want to say. You put Trey out there, he ain't listening to Jimmy. Because <laughs> guess what? Jimmy Wade didn't work. So you should have gone with him or not. We said that from the beginning. Yeah. If you want to put him out there, start in week one. If you're not going to start in week one because you know he's not ready to play, then don't play him. And Kyle Shanahan created this. He created this. Not injuries. Everybody let it go. Teams get hurt. Football players get hurt. That's a part of it. I don't want to hear. All, last year was crazy. You're right. You went through so many people. You went through so many quarterbacks, all of this stuff. You got your starters for the most part. And the positions where you don't have them, isn't that bad planning? You didn't get somebody to cover up at the corner position. You didn't get somebody to cover up. You didn't get more. You didn't get more um, ball hawks at the safety position. You didn't get a, a running back that you could count on. All of these type things. You build your offense around Kittle when you know he's not an every down guy. I mean, an every game guy. All, all of these type things. That's that's on that's on the decision makers, and that's the problem. That's a problem, and it hasn't been good. And it doesn't look like it's getting better. No, it doesn't look like it's getting better at all. And and to what you're saying earlier about Kyle, he he mentioned. Well, I'll just take it back. We we talked about this a little bit last week, right? I think on the pod after the pod, and the whole, and this kind of gave me reason to believe what I believed back then, and that maybe a page was getting turned, maybe a, you know a reset was happening. In the sense that that Trey wasn't active, right, and that no one saw Trey at all last week. He wasn't on the practice field, and and to me that was a little suspect, right? I you know I I, I don't I'll never question you know, guys getting hurt, but at the same time, like the injury looked a little, little suspect to me. Like, what, like, is he, he really hurt or are you high? Line, right? What was that? Remember I told you, it looked like he hurt his knee on that goal line play. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you said that. Um, but like, he, oh, nobody said he hurt his knee. I was like, well, I can see. Yeah. But I mean, he, he continued to keep playing obviously though, but, yeah. but, but my initial thought when no one had saw him and, you know, he wasn't practicing or whatever was they're hiding him. Right. Yeah, yeah. So may, maybe maybe there's going to be a change of thought here. Maybe Kyle sees that. All right. You know, if I if I just stick with Jimmy and, you know, we take a little bit of the, the spotlight away from traders out of the other, this thing maybe could turn around. We hit a little bit of reset here. That's not the case. Um, we saw that Sunday, as you just alluded to, but also Kyle spoke about it, saying that, um, you know, if he's healthy, he's still going to find ways or plays to get him into the game and to me that is just preposterous right because it's everyone like everyone knows like this isn't breaking news like everyone knew about this everyone knows that he was going trey was going to need a year he was going to need a red shirt year right and albert Breer put out a tweet about this the other day which is so perfect which which i found yeah. it, it was it, it, i i found it, it was it just hit right home. But there's another layer to that in a sense that everyone knows that, but yet Kyle put him on the field. And I don't care if it's just for a drive or two or, or series or whatever here or there. Like, if he needs that time, if he needs a red shirt time, then my whole thought is don't put him on the field at all. Like, don't allow him to touch the field because that does more harm than good, especially uh -huh. in that locker room. And we're seeing the residual effects of that right now. And so 
if he and, and Kyle saying, all right, well, he's still going to play, which means we're still in the same situation that we're in and nothing necessarily is going to change. So it's if you're going to play him, just play him. Right. As opposed to this back and forth action. Because okay. you're not, you're not helping anybody here. Now, now you're where I was last week. Remember when I told you and I caught you off guard when I said it's time for five to play. Yeah, I explained that to you. It's a, it's time for five to play because of just what you're saying. There is no plan right now. You, you, when, when you tell, when you said Kyle, that is, when Kyle said my backup can't run the same offense as my starter then you got to pick one. You never should have put him out there in the first place. You said, you, you told us in training camp, you told us that, you told us day one, there's no competition because he's not remotely as good as my other guy. He's not in position to compete with Jimmy, right? That's what he said. That's what he said. Okay, then you shouldn't have put him on the field, but you had to get him on the field. You had to find a way to get him out there. And then after he's on the field, when he has to get out and play, you tell me that there are two separate offenses that need to be put in place for these guys to be efficient at what they do. Why the hell is he the backup? Why the hell is he in position to play if he can't run the offense that you're putting in? Yeah. He can't run the game plans that you're preparing. That right there, another strike. That that makes no sense to me, okay? You tell me he's not ready to play, but you're playing. You tell me that he's not ready to play, but you make him the backup. Now that he has to come in as the backup, you tell me he can't run the same offense. So you got to figure out. And now, if after getting hurt, you tell me as soon as he's healthy, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue doing what's not working. I'm going to continue this chaos and hope for the best. That's what you do when you got a really long-term guaranteed contract. <laughs> I, I'm just, it, it doesn't seem like they're, it really, this, this right, this right now. And you got, you got a long, you, yeah, you got a long leash, right? You got a long leash. You got a long leash. They're, they're, this right here is not a, I, of course, I, now with that being said, all of you guys out there listening and watching, of course he wants to win. I got all of these, you know, Kyle's a dumbass. No, he's not. You know, should Kyle be fired right now? No, because firing Kyle is not going to fix this season. It's not going to change anything. Kyle just needs to pick the dude. And like I said, he needs to pick five because you just finished saying he's the guy of the future. Start the clock. After this last loss, he said it. He said it that we all know that that's this is the guy who's going to be our quarterback of the future. Start the damn clock, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, and, and his thought is, or what he said was, at two and four, it's it's still too early, right, to kind of throw in the season and start putting young guys out there, right, for to get experience. And one of the guys who he was referring to was Trey in that sense, and. Mm -hmm. To an extent, I agree with him. Yes, I mean, you're just one game out of a playoff spot right now. But at the same time, if, like, yeah, you're not going to make him the starter, but continuing down this path, like, this ain't it, right? Like, like this this ain't it. Like, th this isn't working, right? And so, you, you, so at, at a certain point, you have to figure it out. So, my whole thing is, is, 
don't just continue down this path till we get to like week eight, week nine, and you feel like, okay, there's really no chance for us to make the playoffs. And then you, you, you make the call then like, like, what are you really going for here? Like, are, are you, re- are you really trying to make the playoffs? Are you really trying to win this season? Or are you really just trying to get as much out of trade as you can? Um, because the fact of the matter is there's nothing to gain by missing the playoffs. You don't have a first round pick. Right. So it's not like you, there's not like there's any positioning or anything to be had or, or to be gained as a result of, of all these L's that are that are piling up. Right. Your first round pick is the guy that you just have to keep pushing into in, into football games right now for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Yo, see, they made this. You made this move. You made this. You made um, um, everything you did. Trades, all the stuff, everything, the, the, the moving in the draft and getting rid of the draft picks to move up and all these type things that you did. You did that with the belief that you had a roster ready to win right now, a quarterback that you could win with right now, and you had your you were going to find your quarterback of the future. Um, um, you you decided after looking around and shopping because you did you you they looked at that, and I can say that you weren't necessarily happy with the quarterback position as is. Obviously, you draft someone that lets you know that you looked at Stafford, you did all these things, you looked at guys that were out there. Your name was being sprinkled with the Aaron Rodgers stuff and everything else because you were considering that. But ultimately, you decided to stick with Jimmy. Knowing that you had a roster ready to win right now before the transition. So I'm with you. If you're not, there is nothing to be gained by being a bad team right now. Um, not making the playoffs, you know, worrying about your draft place and all that stuff, because as you said, there's nothing there for you. So that positioning and all those type things, that's not an issue. It's, you should be trying to do what's best moving forward. Jimmy is not a part of your moving forward. You said Trey was good enough to, to um, he played well enough to win a game. Then you need to see if he can play well enough to actually win one. And that's why I'm glad you're finally here with me. This is not a this is not me testifying that I think that Trey is better than Jimmy. I don't. When Jimmy is utilized properly, like he was in 2019, like he was in certain series of this game and certain series throughout the game, like you say, with the run action and moving and and um, you know, moving the pocket and and throwing the ball in those situations, he's been pretty good. Coach decided not to do that. Like, that's not his thing. Then you need to move on, man. You need to move on and try to win games with the other guy that you say is close enough. Since you decided not to sit him. There's no reason to sit him. You decided not to. And the team is bad. And you just said they're just a game out of out of a playoff spot. I don't give a damn. If they, I don't care. If they are a game out of a playoff spot, this ain't a damn playoff team. This is not a good football team. And getting into the playoffs, this team right now, as if they were, if the playoffs started tomorrow, they had to win one game next week, and they started next Monday, and they won that game to get into the playoffs. That that doesn't mean that this is a good football team. This is not a good football team. There there is nothing about it. this team needs to be upgraded. And I'm just looking at it across the board. Running backs aren't good enough. Quarterback situations, not good enough. Um, Secondary is not good enough. Run defense is not good enough. This, this team is not good enough. 
It's just, it's just simply not good enough. So something needs to be fixed. And you may as well start on that now. So his whole comment about it's not time to play the young guys to give up on the season. No, I'm not saying it's time to play young guys to give up on the season. I'm saying it's time to put better people in position to make plays because the guys that are there aren't doing it. So you got to make some changes. You can't keep doing the same thing, coach. Yeah, I, I this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, He's the champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. I, I think um, – I, mean, I think there's something to that. I, I, th- I think obviously, I mean, it 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 appears it, it's been pretty clear so far this year that you got a guy in Mitchell at, at a tailback position, but after him, there's not much else, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you 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 know you you get some you get some guys back coming here pretty soon. But I mean, you look at the the run defense. I mean, they were missing some guys up front on Sunday, but still, I mean, it's it, it, for me, it's the secondary. Um, it, it's oh. the corner. It, it's the it's the secondary, and and there's the, and the lack of depth that's there. You know, aside from that, I mean, this team has been doing they 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 had been making strides. You know, on the defensive end uh, prior to uh, prior to Sunday night, and I mean, you teams are going to test you. You know, at a certain point, like you you're just going to have to you have to figure it out. They don't have any stars in their secondary, and they gotta get some stars. They have none, and and, and, I, and I can say I, I like people. I, I like Jimmy Ward. I, I like Ward. I like Tar. I, I like these guys. You know Ward. He's one of my favorite DBs in the league. I love the way he plays the game. But bottom line, he's not a star. He's a good player. He he's 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 one of those dudes that you want to to line up with and everything. But but he's not a star. He's just not. He's a good football player. Um, and they need some stars across the board. They, they, they have to get that, and they don't have them. And um, what, what, I got a tweet, and I didn't, I didn't even respond to it uh, because I was going to wait and just say it on this show. And they were talking about the team and moving forward and what should they do. And I'm like, I haven't given up on this year. Because like I said, you can win some games and still go, keep going. You, your, your roster is what it is. I'm saying just start moving pieces around. Because the pieces that you have aren't working. So you got to start moving pieces around. But the question was, you know, um, outside of Kittle, who do they trade and what should they do? Should they do all this? And I was going to say, there is not one single player. There's not one, because you gave up your first round picks and all this stuff. There is not one player on the 49ers roster outside of maybe, no, actually, there is one player. There's one player on the 49ers team that I wouldn't trade, and that's Bosa. Everybody else on the 49ers football team, it, if you make the right offer, you can have them. You can have them, whatever they need to do, because you gave up your draft picks. What you have right now can't even compete within your division. Yeah. Look at it. Maybe you turn things around and you you rip off all of these wins and you become a football team. It doesn't look like you have that right now. And like I say, on offense, you don't. I don't think you have the leadership because you you just kneecapped your quarterback, yeah. Kyle. So you don't have. Yeah, you you can't fix that. And so that's what I'm saying. So so whatever you they got to start doing and start thinking about right now. You got to start thinking about it and doing it because Bosa's, like I said, Bosa's the only one. He's the only one. Yes, I would trade Kittle. Yes, I would trade Fred Warner. Yeah, I, I, I would trade them. 
and I've and I explained that to you a long time ago. What what tight end? What tight end takes you over the top? What middle linebacker takes you over? The top? Ray Lewis is the only only linebacker that you can say led a team to two championships. Middle linebackers aren't I, I, as far as the food chain go and the importance. I know people love Kittle. I like Kittle, really like Kittle. Hell of a football player, but I just know I, I can win. I can win a championship without the highest paid tight end. Yeah. I, um, well, I mean, you are, <laughs> you already know I was ready to get rid of Bosa. Uh, yeah. I already told you Bosa, for, for, for Bosa, Deshaun Bosa prior the to one it because, and he's still doing it. This, when you got somebody that can ear hold a quarterback, that's yeah. very, very important. That's yeah. very important. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I, but I remember when the Sean discussion was around like, and what did I say then? I'm pretty, I'm consistent, yeah, you, right? We were, we were, yeah, we we were on our way opposite sides of that one. You're like, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. I was like, not. and I'm still he, there. He, he like, can go for, he not. can go for Deshaun and before, before all the, before all the stuff happened. Um, no. So, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anybody untouchable. And even, I mean, you talk about Bosa, it depends on what the offer is, in all honesty. Like, now, both of, if you make me a quarterback type of offer. Yeah, I mean, it depends, I to, depends if you, on. If you start doing that, throwing me some, some wands out there, but I'm not giving you, I'm not, you know, you, you can't give me some two and. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I mean, we're not, yeah, we're not, no, no, no scrubs in return. Like, I, want a couple, I want a couple of first rounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but if, but, if yeah, because it cost me, a, it cost me a number two to get in. I mean, that's a number two, and yeah. he plays like a number two. So no, I mean he's been, he's been a bright spot for sure, and and, and he, yes. he played, he he's played well this season. I I just, I mean, this this isn't a good team right now, you know. And and I mean one, and I'll just put a button on it right here. Like, I mean, even bad teams went at home. When last time this team won a home game? And this is something that I also want to point out. You know what gets coaches fired quicker than anything? They were booing the team on Sunday. I know you heard that. Uh, You know what? I mean, I got booed at Candlestick once because we were only winning by seven points at the half. I'll never forget that. (laughs) We were playing playing the Cincinnati Bengals on a Monday night game. And and, uh, I got an interception right before the half, like literally right before the half. Uh, in the end zone, I got an interception on a slant route. Um, and we coming off the field. So then we we go out the offense, gets the ball, they run clock out and all this stuff, and we're going off the field. And they they booed us because I think the score was 17-10 at the half or something like that, and they booed us. And and I and I just kind of laughed. I was just like, God, we're not winning by enough. That, that may, I'll never forget that. It just made me laugh. But um, coaches, what Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith's a good coach. I like Levy. Yeah, Levy got fired in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, really, really quickly. Um, Anthony Lynn. Really, really quickly. You went at home. You got one at home. You got one at home. You got one at home. If you, I mean, you can, you can, people, people ask Marvin Lewis. What, Marvin Lewis was that, what, 15 years or something like that? Right, yeah, forever. And people yeah. were like, how does he keep his job? Marvin Lewis, they, they may win six games a year. They may have a season where they're six and ten. Well, guess what? They won no six. Yeah. It's 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 very important to ownership for, and I learned this 
And the Panther, I remember I told you about that on the pod after the pod or before that um, ownership group. I should sit in with the meetings. When I went there as, as a free agent, um, the, the then owner, Jerry Richardson, he wanted me to understand the, just that, the importance of winning home games. And I would sit in with the, the ownership group and listen to it. And, and, the import, and you start to see why winning, is this field going to be sponsored by John Deere or Ace Hardware? Is, is it going to be a Coke house or Pepsi house? Is it going to be Bank of America Stadium or Will, Wells Fargo Stadium? Or is it going to be Cisco? All of these type things come into place because you can get bodies into that stadium. Those, those licensing agreements are huge because they don't share that. So... Trust me. I mean, everybody. So the question they, I was, the question that I got on Twitter, they were like, "Do you think Kyle is getting close to being on the hot seat?" And I said, "He already is. Even with that big contract, because he ain't winning at home. Somebody got to pay for Levi Stadium." <laughs> and I know fans hate it when I say this. Where they're like, "I'm paying his ticket," and I was saying this when. Kittle, when they were doing these contracts and all this stuff, I pay his ticket. I got a right to say this right now. Like, you are, I mean, I pay his salary. You do not pay, I'm sorry, fans. You do not pay players' salaries. You don't. You don't. I'm sorry. You, you don't. The, the ticket that you buy is no different than you buying a ticket to go to the movies. You you, you, you don't pay, and I know you're, I, yes, we know you don't. The TV, TV, that pays the salary, Okay. Salaries paid through through TV. Okay, you guys don't pay the salary. Who you pay is the owner. <laughs> your ticket, your parking, your concession, your swag that you buy, all that pays the owner. That's why they want you to come to the home games. That's why it's so important that you win at home as a head coach. Just, just want you guys to know. So stop with all that. I pay his salary. No, you do not. Guess what happened? Guess what happened when no fans came to the stadium last year? Players got played. I mean, uh, players got paid, right? Yeah, coaches too. Coaches too, right? Owners too. Mm -hmm. Everybody got paid, and you guys didn't buy a single ticket. Yeah, right. I was so, in. I was in those empty stadiums. It, so, was, so it wasn't me, a soul so, in there. So all of you that don't believe me, just remember they they didn't stop playing football because you didn't come. <laughs> because you don't pay the salaries. Just remember that. I don't know how we got there. Oh, we got there about winning home games. That's how yeah, I mean, there. you got to win your home games, right? They're not winning. Yeah. Home so, games. so with all that doom and gloom, I'm not trying to say this. And I would love to see them turn around. I would love to see things. Listen, that's how I'm going to end this. I would love to see things. I love seeing the colors win. I hate bad football. They play bad football. This is a bad football team right now. And I'm saying right now, can things change? Of course they can. Of course they can. Yeah, that that that's always possible. I was on a Niners team. We were four and six. George Seifert walked into the meeting room. He walked into the meeting room in the team meeting after we lost that game. There was no yelling, no screaming. He walked in. He said, "Man, if we lose another game, we can't make the playoffs." He walked out. Okay, we won the rest of our games. I was on the Carolina Panthers team. And we were sitting there and we had won a couple. We, we started out and we won our first two games and we lost 
one and then we won a couple and we lost and then we won one and we were sitting there and it was like, you're basically a 500 club. You win one week, lose one week and all this stuff. And we were sitting there and we just had a team meeting and guys yelling and screaming and all this stuff. And, and, you know, the late Kevin Green stood up and said everything that needed to be said. Football is a simple game. You either kicking the man's ass in front of you or he's handing you your ass decide. And I, I, pieced out and walked out of the meeting and Kevin did too. And we ended it and we finished that year. We didn't lose another game. We finished 12 and four ended up losing to green Bay in the, in the, in the NFC championship game. And I'm still mad about that because anywhere other than green Bay, we beat that team. The cold beat us. Yeah. That's that's, but, <laughs> but so I'm saying you can decide if you have the right leadership, if you got the right guys on the field, if you are good enough. Yeah. It's not just because you want to. Are you good enough at playing football? Because there are two ways to play it. And the Niners have chosen how they want to play it so far this year. You can play good or bad. Right now, they're playing bad football. Yeah. So we just have to tell everybody that. Uh, First time to turn it around will be Sunday at Chicago. Uh, we'll be back later this week to preview that. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Relocate wherever you find your podcast. Uh, go ahead and hit that like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. We're also available visually mm-hmm. for you on YouTube. Hit us up on YouTube. social media. You guys should go to YouTube because then you can see me eating my these cookies. My what, do you, wife. what do you got there? You my wife makes some great cookies. So what kind great. of cookies are those? Um... I don't even know. It got chocolate chips in them, and she put some type of nuts. Um, you know, I can't. What kind? I don't know. The good kind. Celiac. She has celiac, and you know, I can't. You know, I, I I can't do dairy. I can't do soy. So, if gluten free, soy free, <laughs> lactose free. Good, um, good. Couldn't tell the way the way you over there doing. No, 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 but I'm just do. No, it's good. Now, now, we'll see. With all that being said, everyone thinks that it's flavor free. No, that's not the case. You wouldn't even know if you. But this is this is tremendous. This <laughs> and, and see, that's what you're missing if you don't go to YouTube. You don't get to see how good this cookie is. It's a good cookie. Uh, I, feel, I feel like old boy in the, in the trash can. Now that was grouch. Which one? Cookie Monster didn't live in the trash can. No, that, that was Oscar. Cookie, Cookie, oh, Monster, wow. yeah. Cookie Monster oh, didn't live in the trash can. Um, yeah, he's even tearing up these cookies for the, the, whole, the whole show. I'm over here getting, getting, no jealous, getting jealous. Um, uh, hit us up on, on social media. I'm at R. Like He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 so from a partner super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock this has been the believe in 49ers podcast on the believe podcast network we will see y'all later this week thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.